Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. embracing exile and today I get to walk us through what it really means for us to go from being relevant to revelatory. I know sounds kind of whoa revelatory what does that even mean? Well hopefully we'll see from this passage um, that relevancy should always lead us to living to reveal Jesus Um, and that if our relevancy um, stays only relevancy it could easily become conformity which is not what we're looking for. Um, so a couple years ago, uh, I worked at another job, um, one of my favorite jobs actually, uh, which was Starbucks. Actually, it was so fun. Um, it was hustling and bustling and people were moving all the time. And I just loved the people I worked with. Um, but the thing about the environment was that it was just me and a lot of other people. Um, and it was, it was very, um, different environment than one that I've worked in before. Um, And I felt kind of on the outside sometimes. Um, Maybe you've experienced this before where you're in a work environment and people are just different from you. Um, I felt like maybe sometimes it was hostile, sometimes there was some gossip and rumors, um, and it was kind of a difficult environment to be in sometimes, Um, but it It wasn't any real moment of rejection that I felt, but more so a feeling of rejection. Um, I just felt like I was always in this space where I was feeling like an outsider, um, just a sense of otherness. Um, Have you ever been in that place before? Have you ever felt alienated, rejected, feeling on the outside? Maybe you felt like you didn't belong there. Well, the truth is, guys, we don't belong here. We don't belong here. It's a promise that we will never feel at home here. The uncomfortable feeling you feel when you feel like an outsider is actually a part of your identity as a follower of Jesus. When we begin to try to belong here, when we try to fit in, try to dream like the world dreams, make decisions like the world makes decisions, when we start to get comfortable here, we forget where we really do belong and who we belong to. The thing is, it's super tempting. It's tempting to want to belong here and stay here and be part of this world um, because we're made to be people who find significance in where we are and who we are as people. But sometimes, and I'm sure some of you can relate to this, we start to compromise our inner selves and part of ourselves so that we can belong um, to the outside world. Guys, following Jesus is a story of being uncomfortable because it's a story of otherness. That brings me to the passage for today. So it starts at 1 Peter 2.4. It says, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. 
although you are rejected here, God chose you. You are precious to him. I know what you're thinking. Every time we hear the word precious, we can only think of Lord of the Rings. It is embedded in our minds. I thought of it too. Um, but I think there's something to be said about that. If you have seen Lord of the Rings, um, there's a moment where um, just there's a ring and it's really precious to, um, oh, I forgot his name, Golem. Um, and he's, he's obsessed with it. I think that the obsession part is a little intense, but if you take it and on this journey and you think about it, the direction of the statement is saying that God chose you. God finds you precious, meaning he seeks after you. He seeks after your heart. He is after you, coming to you, looking for you, wanting you, and wanting to be near you because you are precious to him. You are valuable. You are important. You are worth the death on the cross for him. So, Are you coming to him though? When you feel lost, out of place, you feel rejected, are you coming to him? To the one who chose you, he chose you. When you're tired, feeling exhausted, when everything around you is shifting and your world is spinning around over and over again and you can't get your feet on the ground, are you coming to him? How many of us are actually living in a state of rest? And I don't mean slothfulness. I don't mean sitting there and binge watching, you know, something or um, getting your mind lost into a video game or whatever. Not that video games and TV is bad, but this is not, that is not what I mean by rest. What I mean by rest is rest in your identity, in your hope, knowing that you belong to Jesus. Without rest, our whole being is so easily shifted. We move from here to there. We, got, we get tossed to and fro. And every moving piece in our lives, it just starts to shift. But guys, we need to be in a state of rest. We need to know that we belong and we need to be confident in where we belong because where he is calling us, guys, We need to live out of an overflow of Jesus's love for us. We can't do the things that God has called us to do if we're not resting in him. Then it says in 1 Peter 2, 5, it says, you yourselves like living stones are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Do you want to be a living stone or a dead one? Do you want to be thriving, flourishing, and producing fruit? I know, you know that this is good. You know that where you need to be is thriving and flourishing and feeling, feeling um, and producing fruit but it feels so much harder than it seems. It's so much harder all the time. We're trying to fight and we're trying to be something, but I wanna shift your focus a little bit for a second because what is the definition of a dead stone anyway? 
Is it one that is suffering? One that is feeling pain? Is living only left for the lucky few who experience no pain at all? No. A dead stone could be sinfully gleeful and a living stone could be holy and struggling forward. Pain is not an indication of death. Sin is an indication of death. Sin, rebellion, darkness, hiddenness. Guys, are you living in unconfessed, unrepented sin? Guys, this is important because death and decay cannot be built on. We, the church, cannot build up our spiritual house on dead stones. We, the church, cannot live. We cannot be alive in a spiritual house with dead and death and decay. The church cannot stand and build and strengthen if it's not in a constant state of confession, repentance, and healing. We need to be continuously confessing and repenting and putting down all the lies and the rebellion rooted in us. We need to live in continuous, authentic relationship with Jesus and one another. The more we hide individually, the more we as a collective suffer. So be brave, guys. Be brave. Bring the darkness to the light. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to your trusted community. Bring it to your R3. Because guys, there is hope for us. There is hope because to be alive means that all we have to do is be in a continuous ascribing to the King of Kings, a continuous, continuous remember of where we belong, a continuous remembering of who we belong to, to live in continuous reunion through confession and repentance. And we need that, guys, because we need to do this together. We are a spiritual house together. There needs to be unity here, guys. It's not us living one here and living one there. It's us together as one. Every living stone counts, stone by stone. Each one of you in our community, you who are watching right now, your contribution matters. You matter to be part of the bigger picture. You're a living stone and you're a collective representation of God. This passage is not calling each of us to be just a living stone, but a collective representation of God, a spiritual house, a house, guys. I don't know about you guys, but my home is really important to me. It is a space of sanctuary. It's a space of rest. It's a space of fun, a space of healing. And, and he's calling us to a spiritual home, a spiritual house where he is, where we are, guys, is where God is. And then he calls us a holy priesthood. We'll come back to that in a second. Then it says, for it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Guys, chosen and precious, chosen and precious. Those are the words used to describe Jesus. They're also used to describe you. 
just take that in for a second. The same words used to describe Jesus, chosen and precious, is used to describe you. Your faith in Jesus does not put you to shame in God's eyes, but it may bring you rejection in this world. The question is, are you prepared? Are you prepared to be rejected by this world, but also be fully embraced and accepted and loved by the one who created the universe and holds the universe and your heart in his hands? Does that... Does that scare you a little bit? That the God of the universe, the creator of this world and our time and everything, the creator of you, loves you personally, knows you deeply. The thing is, sometimes we think not being rejected is the better option. We actually think that Um, belonging and conforming and being part of this world is a better move for us because maybe they won't think of us so weirdly. Maybe they won't think we're on the outside. But guys, when we follow the world, we become slaves to the world. But under Christ, it is freedom. We have freedom in Jesus. Before him, you are honored. You are honored Then it says, so the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Jesus was rejected. Jesus is an offense and Jesus puts people to a point of stumbling. Do you really expect to be different from that? Do you want to be different from that? I find that a lot of us say, yeah, I want to look like Jesus. I want to live and show love, but we don't want to do it without experiencing alienation. We don't want to do it without feeling on the outside. We don't want to show light in darkness and also be separated. But guys, Jesus was more than different. He wasn't just different. He didn't just stay on the outside. He was present. Jesus literally is God with us. He is with us. He is presence. He knew he was different, but he didn't just leave. He stayed. So why? Why should we choose to be present still, even when we're being rejected? Why can't we just sit with, you know, our Christian friends and hang out with our Christian people and in our churches? Isn't that where we flourish? Within our walls? Culturally, as a church, I feel like maybe we've been living in silos for a bit, living away from the world because they rejected us. Now I'm going to reject them. I'm going to stay on my side, you stay on your side, I will stick to the Christian stuff, you stick to the non-Christian stuff, and we'll be happy, tolerable, but you won't ever know about Jesus, and I don't want to hear about your opinions and your thoughts. Does that sound familiar to you? Maybe it's not so frank. Maybe it's, 
oh, I want to be careful. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, it's kind of weird. But guys, we have an opportunity to reveal, to reveal Jesus to this world. Should we really keep the light from them? Is that the way it should be? Then it says, but you are chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You were once far off. You were dead. You were the one in darkness. Did Jesus leave you behind? I don't think so. Because you're here. He didn't leave you behind. He knew you were in darkness. You were lost. But he came after you. We are called to reveal God to this world, not leave it behind. We are called to bring people alongside with us. We are created for the purpose of revealing God to this world. We literally exist to build a bridge, to be Christ, to be him in this world. We get to bear his image. We get to, guys. That is a privilege. We get to be his marvelous light and break through the darkness. And we get to receive endless mercy day by day. So do we forego all relevancy then? No, I would say not. We are leaving relevancy. We're not leaving relevancy behind, but becoming present in our relevance in order to reveal God to this world. Guys, a priest, do you guys know what a priest does? A priest represents God to people and people to God. They're literally a bridge between God and people. Um, and it's, it's so crazy because um, he uses this, this term royal priesthood. It's about being royalty. It's about that title, that covenantal identity that we have in Jesus, that we belong to the king of all kings and we are royal. But we're not just priests, we're part of a priesthood. We're part of an entire group, right? So we not only belong to God, but we belong to each other. We are a chosen race, we're a holy nation. Guys, these are terms that speak to who we are. This is what I meant earlier when I said that we need to be rested in who we are in Him. We do this together and we get to represent Christ together. We're chosen for the very purpose of revealing Christ to this world. I think sometimes we underestimate the profound impact the church can have on the world, especially if we're unified. To be the bridge between the world and God, we get to reveal God to this world and collectively strengthen that gap. I mean, close the gap and strengthen the bridge. So bringing us back to Starbucks, it was an environment where it was difficult um, to be part of, but I did not leave. 
I did not leave. There were times where I really wanted to. Part of it was the job was difficult. Part of it was the environment I was in. But I chose to stay and I really wanted to be light. I really wanted to be present and I pressed in. I got to know people. I wanted to hear their stories. I wanted to hear their hearts. I prayed for them. I told them about God. I told them about Jesus. I would speak things that I heard God was saying to them. And I was so prayerful, guys. And it was one of the best work um, environments and, and, and jobs that I ever had because I decided to be present and reveal God's glory and presence in that space. So how should I be relevant, right? Well, I mean, relevant leading to revelation. I'd say by being present. So I've got a few things here. Um, I've got some ways for how we could be present, and then I've got some action steps for you guys today. So the first thing is listen to God. Listen and speak only what you feel led to say. Listen to God's voice for your friends and family and be prayerful. Ask God, what is he wanting to say to their hearts? Sometimes we think that hearing God's voice should only be left for our fellows, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But I actually think hearing God's voice for those who don't know Jesus is also just as valuable, if not more. You want to get to reveal God's love by looking like Jesus. So learn, learn, learn who is Jesus. What does he look like and how can you look more like him? You are an ambassador of Christ, a minister of reconciliation, and you get to bring people to Jesus. So let Jesus do the ministering. You get to know who Jesus is and then be him. So if you don't know who Jesus is, or maybe you have a brief idea, but you want to learn more, Get into the word, guys. That is where you will discover more of who God is all throughout the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. It just reveals Christ over and over again. And you get to learn what it means to do the same and reveal Christ to this world. Number two, listen to people. Listen to people's voices and be prayerful and intercede on their behalf. Be willing to pray and seek God on their behalf. Model what it looks like to be fully dependent on God. Number three, reveal Jesus. Be Jesus to those around you. How can you do this? Well, I think hospitality is huge. And I don't mean hospitality as in like food and, and things like that. Um, although food is great. Um, I mean hospitality in that you care for the person's soul and being by inviting the person to be known by you and by God. And you get to reveal the world, the heart of God by being hospitable. And your greatest asset, guys, is your community. Your greatest asset is the church. Let the church do what it's best for, which is authentic relationship and community. And you can do all of this through your R3 if you're part of one. If you are not part of an R3, this is where a lot of authentic, intimate relationships happen. I would really encourage you to join one, especially because my action steps include them, um, but also because this is such a great way for you to impact lives and also be impacted yourself. So some action steps. Number one, pray for your sphere of influence. What is God saying to you? And only speak what you feel led to say. Sometimes we're tempted, we hear things and we add things, but really we should just ask God what he wants to say. 
intercede. So number two, intercede and pray on behalf of those in your life who need to hear God's voice. So these first two steps are similar to what I said earlier, but these are your action steps. So these are things you can do now, today. Number three, brainstorm ways with your R3 in which um, ways you can reach your neighborhood and your community directly where God has placed you today. So I am hoping to hear from our threes. I want to hear what you guys come up with. I imagine there'll be some creative things because we've got some really creative people in our church. Um, And number four, brainstorm ways in which you and your R3 can connect with people who are in your current sphere of influence. So this isn't just in your direct neighborhood, but it could be your family, your friends, and you can imagine different ways to use your community to rally alongside you and reveal God to them. Guys, being in, in exile means we don't belong here, but we're still here. But what if we saw exile as an opportunity to be intentional? What if our exile, our rejection, our discomfort of being here and not wanting to belong here is meaningful? I am convinced that we are here to bring forth Christ. We are here to bring light into the darkness, to break through and to bridge the gap that has been expanding over the years. And we get to close that gap by being Jesus everywhere we go. So let us guys, let us then step forward in revealing the beauty and the power of Christ everywhere we go by being present and taking on our identity as image bearers and revealing Jesus to this world. Let's pray, guys. Jesus, we thank you, God, so much that you have called us to you and we are your children, that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation and your own possession, that we are not alone and that we have each other. And so God, I pray that you would continue to reveal yourself to our city, to our world through us. Let us be vessels, let us be open, let us be hands open to see what you are going to do because you alone will transform this city and this world. You alone will transform the darkness into light. You will bring, cast off all the darkness and bring your light forward and let us be vessels to that God because we want to see lives transformed. We want to see salvation and souls being saved day after day after day because we know, God, that you are good and that in you life there is freedom. In you there is life and freedom and we know that that is what this world needs. This is what we need on a daily basis. So God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the truth and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.